everyone and welcome to another edition of Operation Sequel. Today we're going to be talking about the original Legend of Zelda. It released in Japan in 1986 for the Famicom Disk System. Here in North America we had to wait until August 1987 and that was on a cart. Well, not really limited edition, but it was in a gold cart, which was pretty special at the time. And those poor people in PAL regions had to wait till November 1987. As usual, they are almost always the last to get something. Now, the um, the production team for this was in the director slot. We've got the magical Shigeru Miyamoto, Takashi Tezuka, also helped direct it. Music was composed by Koji Kondo, and the writer was Keiji Tarui. I didn't know this, but he also worked on uh, Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball Z, which I thought was fairly interesting. Now, in a little bit different from the Final Fantasy episode, I'm going to try to read the little blurbs that pop up instead of me trying to condense the story, so this is straight from the game itself. Many years ago, the Prince of Darkness Ganon stole one of the Triforce with power. Princess Zelda had one with wisdom. Princess Zelda divided it into eight units to hide it from Ganon before she was captured. Go find the eight units link and save her. As you can see, it's not quite the Great Gatsby. But in, you know, 1987, that's all that really mattered. So, my, my history with Zelda is very checkered, like I've said. I don't think any of them are absolutely bad games. I don't even think they're average games. But I tend to disagree with a lot of the praise that, that gets heaped upon them. Because they're all pretty formulaic. And that's not a problem at all. I mean, I like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Dynasty Warriors. I love my formulas. But it never gets marked against it being that formulaic uh, so so I, I haven't played this since since I was a kid I want to say probably 1990 so it, it was really great to hear the music again when I booted it up I haven't heard it in years when I, since I don't replay them I forgot how, how kind of nice and concise it is I mean it's it's no Final Fantasy but it's well not even Fester's Quest but it's it gets you in the appropriate mood tooling around on the on the world map which, by the way, I should state, I did use a guide. I have a couple of Nintendo Power issues from back then, and I used the world map and their very broad explanations for where you should go. But there, even without it, there, there was a real sense of exploration. I mean, you, you could spend a lot of time on those on that world map. Things like the, the secret rupee rooms and things like that that you happen to stumble across really add to that sense of, well, exploration, I guess. I was playing it on the Wii U uh, Virtual Console. The controls felt a little sluggish. I, I actually started with the gamepad, and that D-pad felt a little weird. So I moved to the Wii U Pro Controller, and the placement on that is a little off, so that felt weird too. Um, I then had I tried using just the Wiimote, because, you know, Nintendo and two buttons and all that. Now, that didn't feel quite right as well. So, in the end, I ended up using the Classic Controller Pro, and I don't know if it's the emulation itself that's making it feel a little sluggish, or if it's just, well, that's the game. I haven't played it in that long. Not being able to move the direction you're facing without taking a step really kind of hampered me quite a bit. I, I don't remember that being a problem, so it might just be that I'm really rusty. The sprites look really good, considering it, it's 86 and only three years after the system released. Everything looks pretty clear. You can tell what everything's supposed to be. Some of the enemies, like Darknuts, you know, you can easily tell that they're... Oh, more on Darknuts later, by the way. 
you can easily tell that they're supposed to be knights in armor. You know, the Octoroks look like little sniffets, and the the little mermen that pop up and shoot things. You can tell what everything is. It's nice that there's no ambiguity there. Um, the only thing I thought was a little weird was was uh, Link's resemblance to Mylon from Mylon's Secret Castle. When he picks things up and, and holds them up, and you know, you get the doo-doo-doo-doo, and you, he looks at the screen, he, he does look like a little derpy Mylon, which, you know, is kind of funny. I noticed a lot of the uh, sound effects that are used in Legend of Zelda are reused later. Like, I noticed a couple of sounds from Kid Icarus. Uh, yeah, that's one word. It's Kid Icarus. And um, the whistle sound, Mario 3, which I thought was kind of cool. That's why I really like that about Nintendo, how they kind of just have a legacy even if it's something as stupid as sound effect it kind of adds to the charm but after after a while the overworld does get boring because you have you feel no sense of progress and so it was with the dungeons where i really started having fun i will admit after a little while i was, I was bored just tooling around on the overworld but the the dungeons really kick it up i mean as they should the dungeons and but i will say the dungeons didn't really get hard up until about dungeon six uh, which is pretty late into the game for it to start ramping up in terms of difficulty. I, I get it, you know, it's it's a new series, you want a lot of people to be able to play it off the bat. It was just a little disappointing at first, and I don't know if this is a problem I'm going to continually run into with Zelda, where it's, it's not a very difficult game, which is fine. It's not a problem at all, it's just... I kind of remember them being hard, but that might have just been because, you know, I was a stupid kid. Farming for rupees got old really fast. I, I don't know why this time, because I don't remember doing it a whole lot, but it, I needed to farm quite a bit. I mean, never really had a problem buying medicine, which is, you know, that's one of the more essential items to have, but if I wanted to get, you know, I don't know, because maybe I was trying to get things early, and I wasn't following an order. The order I got things in, the uh, the items that you used, got the boomerang, which I found to be fairly useless. I can't say I really used it much on anything. Bombs, which, which I was a little link-shaped bomber man running around. They were very handy to have. Oddly enough, bombing each wall when you leave a room because you see a spot on the map where it's blank. <laughs> I guess I never linked up that action in Binding of Isaac with, you know, where it must have come from here. And so that, that was kind of cool to notice. And the, well, the reason why I do this. The bow, other than using it to defeat Ganon, I didn't use too awful much. I used the, uh, the candle quite a bit Actually, I think more than the bow, as, as well, once you upgrade to the blue candle, no, it's the red candle, that allows you to do multiple fires per room. That I used quite a bit just to lock a section off. The upgradable weapons and shields are really nice. Uh, it gives you something to shoot for, and uh, that, that's great. I will say, though, that, that losing your shield is absolutely infuriating. Even though it, it is kind of hard to get your shield stolen by a like-like, it, it does infuriate you when it happens. Dark Nuts... There's no easy way to handle them, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. But they were my they were my Achilles heel this time. I got killed I don't know how many times by Dark Nuts. The wizards weren't so bad. I seemed to handle them a little easier. But yeah, yeah. When there was a room with Dark Nuts, it was ah oh, man. And I like that. That's fine. The dungeons don't get very expansive until you hit the last one. And in that one, I was lost for, well, not lost, but, you know, I was exploring for a good half hour or so. And I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Man, you know, well, that's when the rooms really start to get hectic. And I wish there were more dungeons like that. Now, I, I, I know you can go on, you can do the master quest and things become harder, but we're talking just base game here. I, I wish maybe starting at Dungeon 6, they started to get as hard as the last dungeon. I don't think I ever ran out of medicine. I might have on the last dungeon. Don't quote me on that. And, and if you are quoting me, then man, you need to get some better quotes. The end fight, Ganon, was a bit of a spam fest for me, just because, you know, the pattern that he goes in. 
I, I didn't I didn't feel like paying attention to it, so I just kind of waited in one spot and just spam, 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 spam. And he went down fairly easy that way. Now, I did get the master key, so you don't have to use keys anymore. I got uh, the best sword, the, the armor, upgrades, the magic book, you know, stuff like that. So, in the end, he was not really an obstacle at all. Actually, none of the bosses were really obstacles. I didn't have that much trouble with any of them, now that I mentioned it. Um, just on a little side note, and I think everybody knows this story. Uh, Miyamoto said that the game was based on exploring the countryside as a child, while the dungeons were based on him being lost amid a maze of sliding doors in his Sonobe home, and that Zelda was to be seen as a coming-of-age adventure. That's, that's why you don't start with a sword, it's that sense of progression. And I gotta say, that sense of progression is there. It, almost, it, it feels very Metroid-like in its sense of progression. It's a very linear progression. There's not really any... Well, I'll use the boomerang over the bow because the boomerang stuns them from... You, know, you don't really need to go that deep into it. And to be honest, I really don't have much to say about it. I think it's, it's a perfectly ser serviceable game. I, I think if you were very... Well, you know, even if you wanted a cursory interest in Zelda, it's not that hard to complete at all. I think almost everybody should go back and complete it, especially if you're a Zelda... Well, you probably have if you're a Zelda fan. But there's nothing to stop you from going back to it there's no nothing to bar your progress whereas there's not very much to incentivize you either it's just this thing now I'm, I'm what I'm hoping is I won't run into this formula over and over again I'm hoping that maybe my memory is a bit wonky and and I'm missing things because as a person that has played them and doesn't remember much the only things I really do remember are you get items in the same order every time I remember if you get an item in a dungeon you're going to have to use it to defeat a boss now this mainly kicks in I think once you start getting to Ocarina of Time but I'm not sure uh, that's why I'm doing this so we'll see if if what I dislike about the series pans out over time I hope it doesn't but as for, as for this one, I will say it is absolutely adequate. Like I said, no reason to go back to it unless you're a fan, and no reason to avoid it if you are a fan. Uh, next week, we're going to have Final Fantasy II. Well, that's a very often maligned thing, so we'll see how that works out. I've never played it before. One of the few I haven't, so we'll see how that shakes out. All right, folks, well, we'll see you next time.